Welcome to Coffee and Tea with SNL. Everything you love about your favorite coffee shop, all wrapped up in a podcast. I'm Lisa, and I'm passionate about tea, travel, good food, and great conversations, and anything that makes me grow. I'm Sabine, and I create spaces that people enjoy. I'm also a wife, mother of two, a coffee lover, and enjoy a great scented candle. We're two great friends committed to living our best lives and seeing others live theirs. Welcome to Coffee and Tea. Hello, Chica. Hey, Lisa. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? What you drinking? Well, I'm on my second cup Ooh, today. Already. It's just one of those days. One of those days. So my first cup was a blend from Trader Joe's, okay. and which was good, half and half. Like I always have my coffee, and then that was at home before that you left. That was at home okay. before I left. And now I have um, regular black coffee again with half and half from a pastry shop that I think you introduced me to in South Philly. Right. The artisan boulanger, patisserie or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Don't don't trust my French. Just go there. Yeah, don't. I'm like 12, 18 Mifflin. (laughs) It's in Mifflin. So good. Between 12 and 13. They're amazing. They sell some delicious croissant and they have really good coffee to go along with it. A really good friend of mine who's French, very French, and a professor French professor actually told me about the place and he said they have best pa- better pastries there than they do in Paris and I was like okay surely I must go they are good and they are the best pastries I've had I did anywhere. I just devoured the almond croissant like on my way here like it was just amazing yeah that's so. good but what are you drinking because I know it's not coffee so yes um, I'm drinking a cocoa and coconut rooibos infusion so it's a tea I actually got while I was in London, like just from like Sainsbury's, but it's so good. Very rich, very. It I just love good. it. It's just yummy. Oh my gosh. It's got Where the cocoa, you the coconut, the red tea. Yeah, the, I was just at the store trying to stock up because I'm like, I'm in London. When in England, do you buy tea, right? So I was stocking up for my return and found a bunch of things. I thought, what is that? I have to have that in my life. So that's actually my, the favorite, my favorite one that I bought during that trip. Your blends are really good. I might have to. Not that I will switch over to tea, but I will maybe introduce tea more to your often. Life. It's better for you, I think. So, But anyway. So yes, new year, new energy, all that stuff. We've talked about goals a couple of times. How are you doing with all that right now? I am good. I'm really excited about just starting each day with intention. You know, Mm -hmm. I think uh, Rachel Hollis talks about that, um, how starting the day with with gratitude gratitude and and writing down two or three things that you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten to the level of actually writing them down in journal because I know she has a a whole journal about that. But because I'm not a morning person, as soon as I hit the as soon as my feet hit the ground, I'm like, I'm already behind, you know, and it's like rush, rush, rush. But I will say it's allowed me to pause, at least mentally, mm-hmm. maybe not physically. I'm still like trying to get the kids together and like rushing out the door. But mentally, I've just paused and just been grateful just to wake up, you know, and really think about who I want to be mm-hmm. today. Yeah. You know, and that's a big difference because I can't say that I've done that in the past. Right. I've really just gone with the flow in the past, right. you know. And usually it's so easy would, to do that. It's very easy to do and not be intentional. And because of that, I would say, yeah, I have like goals, aspirations and dreams and my checklist and to do. 
but I'm not intentional about it. Right. And so that's something that I definitely wanted to go into the year just being mindful of that. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's almost like exercising the mind. Yeah. Like a mind shift for me. So that's really cool. I think with me, one of the things I'm thinking about a lot this week and just going into this new year actually comes from a conversation I had with my dad. He basically sat me down. He loves these deep one-on-ones. I love that. That I can often be afraid of. Like, what are you about to say to me, mister? But um, we had this conversation where he basically said, you really love to help people. You love people. I see how you just run yourself ragged, basically helping people, your friends, helping a church, whatever the thing might be. But I realized that when it's time for you to work on your goals, you don't have that same energy. Ouch. Yeah. Was that hard to hear? It was, um, especially because I feel like he said something like that to me in the past and I've really been trying to work on it. So it felt like, oh, you're really not taking into account how I've grown in this and how I'm working on this and saying no more or, you know, whatever the case may be. But when I got over being defensive, I thought, you know what, there's room to grow. And the funny thing actually is this case, my dad had been sick a lot this year and he was actually almost like mad at me because I had this fervor and zest and energy when it came to his care that I didn't have with my goals and my plans and my dreams. And so I do appreciate him loving me enough to say that because most people wouldn't be like, oh, don't help me so much. Help yourself. Right. You know. So I think only a dad would say that. And I appreciate that. And there's room to grow. So I think that's my big thing is keep the same energy when it comes to to your dreams as you have when it's about helping others. Wow. And I love that you took I mean, you were defensive, but I love how you just really took ownership of that like right you know what because that would not that's not easy to hear yeah it was not like you're really great at helping others but you're not helping yourself <laughs> how is this translating <laughs> to your life Thanks, Dad. yeah that's amazing that it comes from your dad because he loves you so much right. that he's just like listen we're gonna have to change this <laughs> yeah working on that this year for sure so our conversations have moved to cafes and one of the recent themes that keeps coming up in our conversations has been that about business owners, actually. We've talked a lot about entrepreneurs or people who have noticed that they weren't doing what they loved and made the decision to really pursue their dream. I think even personally, I'm in that space where I, I know what I've done for, for years in my career, but I am really taking time off to figure out what's next and am I intentionally heading in the direction I want to go to. And so I think today's story will be a really encouraging one to anybody, I guess, on a similar path. Sabine, do you want to tell us a bit about how you know Kirsten? I'm excited to be talking to Kirsten today because her and I actually met while I was working on a project and she had reached out to me to have coffee. That's funny. So our first meeting was at a coffee shop in Old City and we just kind of connected as business owners and she was telling me her story and her love of photography and since then we've connected and we've been friends since then and we've exchanged ideas and shared some of our journey through entrepreneurship so I'm really excited for you guys to hear her story. I wanted to start off with passion because you Elisa had shared about really almost the common thread between entrepreneurs is really them following their passion. So I wanted to start off Kirsten by, well, first say welcome. Thank you. We know that life is a journey and it's a blessing when you can actually connect with that passion. So I wanted to ask you to share your journey in becoming 
a portrait photographer? Okay. My journey began, I guess, as a child. I always loved the family photo albums. And I went to Disneyland with my grandparents and I got a a Mickey Mouse camera. And I kind of became obsessed with taking pictures at that time. And my grandfather really indulged me in that. So at that time, my goal was to get my pictures into the family photo albums. And I just kind of stuck with it. Throughout high school, I took pictures after we all graduated college and started getting engaged and, you know, friends getting married, having kids, baby showers, you know, all those things. And I would always take the pictures. So I always enjoyed it. And after I was married and had kids, I would take countless rolls of film, you know, pictures of, of my kids. So it was a hobby that I did a lot. And um, after time I realized I could make some money doing this so I would do it kind of on the side. In 2010 I started it as a side business and in 2016 that's when I went full-time. So earlier when we were talking you mentioned even having an interest in pursuing this full-time even before you I guess went to college. I guess at what point did you decide what you wanted to do when you grew up if you will? Um, I think as we grow older, we, we kind of come into our own. When I was graduating high school and I wanted to be, I wanted to be in fashion ah. or I wanted to do something creative. Okay. I wanted to pursue the photography and maybe combine the love of magazines and beauty and all things like that right. together. But my parents were like, absolutely not. Not because they didn't like my work, but they thought it was too risky. Mm. As a parent now, I see that we give advice based on what what we know and where we are. And for them, they're looking at their child like, oh, she's going to go off and do this. She's not going to make any money. Maybe she's going to be living with us forever. (laughs) (laughs) So they didn't want, you know, they didn't want me to fall into that. So I compromised and I um, went to college, went to Hampton University, and I majored in marketing because I knew I was going to have a business. So I knew I needed a business background and degree. So I started off with management and then I decided to specialize with marketing because whatever business you have, you have to market it. So I did that and worked in corporate marketing for a while. And once I had my kids and got divorced, I then should have, in retrospect, continued Mm. with the photography business. I was shooting a lot then. I was doing weddings and things like that. And I should have continued, but I didn't. Mm. I got afraid. I wanted something with security and I love kids. I tutored through college. So I went to grad school and got a master's degree in teaching. So I taught elementary school, fourth grade for 15 years. And 2010, like I said, I formally made my business and was working regularly on weekends, evenings, and it became quite a juggle. Mm. 2016, I got the guts to let's, let's just do this. You know, both of my children were in college and figured it was my time. So can you describe what your business is like now? So what do you do? What's your, what drives your business? How would you describe your business to someone who doesn't know you? My business today, I focus on women's portraiture. I love doing photographs of women, whether it be glamour, makeovers, headshots, business branding. Lots of us are starting businesses and we need great photos to promote our businesses. Love doing that. I do families usually around this time of year because women have their families and they want family photos. But basically through the year, it's mostly women's portraiture and branding. I love that. Because women, we we put ourselves last. A lot of times we give Mm -hmm. so much to our families and to our careers and everyone else. Yeah, we do. Lots of women don't have a portrait of themselves that they love. And I love to provide that. We need to exist in photos. We need to be displayed on the walls or desktops of the home. Yeah, because sometimes we are kind of invisible. Invisible. We were the driving engine behind the families, but you don't see us. You know, I I noticed that in my own life. I used to joke like, wow, something happened to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> with my kids. Like, would, would anyone know I was here? Because they're, I'm always taking the picture. I'm never in them. In them. Right. And that's a mom's story. That's yeah, true. So true. Would you say that there is a signature style to your portrait photography? And how, do you, how does that differentiate from other photographers? That's a great question. And um, actually, one of my, my sisters helped put, this, it, put it into words. I tend to shoot happy. Mm. I like to capture joy. And I, I wasn't doing that consciously, but I did a promotion. And I had like an ad running and um, had a bunch of fashion type moody photos. Okay. Which wasn't, I was proud of them. They looked great, but it was different from what I normally did. And she said to me, she said, you know, I, I like the photos. They look good, but they don't look happy. And she said, your brand, like everything you do is happy. Everyone's smiling. They look great. They look happy. And, we, and people want that. Right. And so I thought about it and I looked through most of my work and I said, you know what? That's true. That is what I do. And that's pretty much what I look for. I like things to be upbeat and I like to show the joy. We've all been through so much. And when I think of something that I want on my wall that I'm going to see every day, <laughs> probably wanted to be happy. I want to focus on the joy. That's where I am in life right now, focusing on the joy. That's awesome. That's great. I like that. Happy. So you ta- you touched a little bit about this, basically deciding to do photography almost like a side hustle at some point before it became your full-time career. How did you navigate that? So for someone else who's thinking that, like, I want to go back to this thing that was my passion, how would you, how, how, what was your journey like, I guess? I kind of look at it as training wheels. When you're doing it on the side, you have a lot of freedom to try and things. You're not dependent on the income. You still have your full-time job and your direct deposit every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So you have a lot more freedom um, to explore. I shot pretty much everything, you know, and I learned what I loved and what I didn't love. I learned what my strengths were and what my weaknesses were. Weddings, at this point, I really don't want to shoot another wedding ever. Unless, yeah, you know, I think that maybe if it's a small, intimate, like an elopement or something okay. like that, I would love. But those big weddings, no, no. Um, but weddings were a great training ground because you never know what you're going into. You have to learn to think on your feet and make something look fabulous no matter what it is going in. And so it was a great training ground. Um, I shot fashion shows, I shot events, I did, um, I did a few pets, I did <laughs> all kinds of shoots. And it was fun to have that freedom to try it. But when I went full time, I, I looked at what I truly enjoyed the most, what I got the most out of and what I saw my clients get the most out of. Like I would do these makeovers with women and they'd see those images and sometimes they would cry. They were so surprised. Like that's that's them that they the, the them that they may have forgotten, mm. you know, as they've gotten busy and they stopped dressing up or doing things. I like to pamper. I have a makeup artist that will totally give you a makeover. You're wearing clothes that make you feel fabulous, and you can take a have a photo shoot, be, feel like a celebrity, and have that forever. So that brings me a lot of joy, and I think it's necessary. So I guess what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned along the way? in the process of returning to your passion? I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about business and theory versus putting it into practice. Right. Very different. It's very, very different. And I had to get a tougher skin for one thing. And I had to be very firm in policies. Sabine, you and I have talked about this friendship versus business. Yes. 
getting paid. Yeah, there's <laughs> difference it's, it's, when it's you your do passion. something as a hobby and mm-hmm. when it's a business. Yeah. yeah, it's a business, you know. Um, no matter how much I like you, I still have bills. Right. And <laughs> just, I'm doing a service like you. for you that's worth something. Exactly. So you can't just pay me back in friendship. Right. 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 And, and understanding the value of what I do. Yeah. You know, just because sometimes when you enjoy something, you feel like, okay, well, I'm having fun, so should I? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you charge. And yes, you know, you, you set that value and you... And you stick with it. So I learned that about myself, not being afraid of confrontation when necessary. I learned about more confidence in what I'm doing. And I learned a lot about communication and how valuable that is with any relationship. A lot of my clients turn out to be friends. A lot of my friends today, we started with business, started as clients. I get to know them very well and what they want to bring out. They share a lot. I feel almost like, you know, you tell your hairdresser everything. Yes. They have all these people tell their photographer everything too. (laughs) I photograph a lot of women during transitions. You know, they Mm may um, have some milestone that they want to document. I do a lot of milestone birthdays. Yes. Birthday shoots. Just things that that women feel good about or they just want to kind of document this time. I love what you were saying too about the communication because when you think about getting your portraits taken, it's a very vulnerable thing. So it makes sense that you need to have that connection and feel like it's a safe space to really let your true personality show out, show up. So that's exactly it. I, I want my clients cause I'm not, I'm not shooting people that model for a living right. all the time. Sometimes I do, sometimes I do models and, and portfolio work, but most of my clients are everyday women Yeah, and they don't know what to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. That's, that's my job to bring it out of you. So the more we communicate, I have questionnaires and that sparks great great conversations and we talk a lot and text a lot and share inspiration. What do you like? What do you not like? So by the time we have the shoot, we know each other and we're comfortable and I have the music going and we're talking and we're laughing and I'm, I'm just capturing those moments. Can you share with us that don't know, what did you do before photography? I know that it was always a passion since you were younger, but what was your profession before you became a photographer? And what has some of those accomplishments in what you did before helped you become the photographer you are today now? I was in corporate marketing. I worked for Mobile Oil right out of college. Taught me a lot about numbers, market research, things like that. And then when I was teaching, after I got divorced, my kids were small, and I went to grad school, got a master's of science in teaching. I taught fourth grade for 15 years, and uh, that teachers taught rock. me. Yes. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I love kids. I love teaching. I just love photography more. Yeah, right. <laughs> but teaching teaches you a lot of patience and it teaches you how to plan. Mm. You learn to plan very well. You learn how to quickly identify personalities, how they learn mm. or you know what they respond to because no two people, I mean, they're, they're not the same. Right. And trying to force the same method of, of working with everybody, it doesn't work. doesn't work in my business either. We try so, that, though. We, we do try it because it's comfortable for us. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's easier for me to just do the same thing. But I learned, you know, I have to reach a woman where she is yeah. and, and bring out the best in her. Because these photos aren't for me. They're, they're for, right. for my client. Right. I want my client to love them and not just love them now. I want them to love them 10 years from now. You know, I, I, 20 years from now, I right. want their kids to want them. Right. <laughs> I, I really want to want to uh, create classic work that keeps its value. 
And lasts a lifetime. Lasts a lifetime, yeah. So I love the point you made about how you liked teaching as well. Like I think so, so often we can, I can be this way where I'm like, I'm finding my passion, but there are many things we are passionate about. So clearly there are a lot of things you liked about marketing and about teaching and now even about the portraits that you do. What advice would you give somebody who is trying to discover, maybe someone who has a lot of interest and they feel like they just never figured out that thing. And I'm, you know, good, reasonably good at a couple of things, but how do I find that North Star, if you will? Do you think we all have one? How do you think we should go about discovering it in your experience? I think we all definitely have gifts. And I think that you made a great point, especially creative people. There are so many things that we like and are good at. Right. I actually almost went to culinary school. Oh, wow. I love to cook. Okay. I love to, I love food. <laughs> and my favorite thing to do, going to restaurants, I would go home and try to recreate it. Ah. You know. I volunteer um, for any, any of the restaurants you're <laughs> practicing. But, so, uh. so I love cooking. I, I love that. I think a person should explore whatever you like, whatever makes you feel happy. Right. Do it. And, and keep doing it and see how you feel. The reason why I didn't want to do, I didn't want to cook all the time is that it's very time consuming. Mm-hmm. And you're in the kitchen. I, I, I can't stay stagnant. I like different environments. I like to be able to change my sets and backdrops and bring things. I love going on location. I like how my day changes. Each shoot is different right. because each client is different. And so I, I need that variety in my life. Photography, that, that speaks to me. That's something that I can do until, until I can't do it anymore. Right. <laughs> until I physically can't do it anymore. So that's what I would say. I would say definitely indulge your passions. Go back to think about trends in your life. What are things that you've always liked to do? How does it make you feel? You know, could you do this forever? I like that. I feel like that's an important fact that you said. How does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. So with Kirsten White photography, where do you see Kirsten White photography going? Like in the next five years or in the future? In the the future, my vision is to incorporate a lot more video. I'm doing more and more video in my work. That's the trend people like, not just photos, but they like the experience. And so I'd like to add that to, I usually do slideshows and I insert some behind the scenes and a few things and people love it. So I'd like to do a lot more of that. And I'm also really into destination shoots now. Yes, yes. I I think we're excited about that too. (laughs) I traveled to Paris with a group of life coaches in September. And I loved it. We did, I covered their retreat. And then I did mini sessions with them throughout Paris. Loved it. And it really opened my eyes. I mean, just, just the beauty of Paris, of course, but it opened my eyes that, you know, I like variety and I do location work and I I do work in different states and different areas. Why limit myself to the United States? There's so much world out there and let's see it. Let's photograph it. Let's do it. You know? So I'm going to be doing a lot more, at least once per quarter. I plan to do destination shoots. So um, I'm very excited about that. Another thing I want to tell you all, to do things that you want to do when you want to do it. Mm. Don't wait around. We, we joked about hinting for gifts and then not coming. Well, go get it yourself. Going places. There are people who won't go to a movie by themselves or go out to eat by themselves. Or, or wouldn't travel. Or travel. That's true. Lots of women are traveling alone. There are Facebook groups for traveling. Um, solo travel. 
just don't wait. Life is not promised. You don't know if you're going to be here today or tomorrow or another year or whatever. And I learned that my mother, I lost my mother in 2014. She had an accident where she fell down, down the stairs. Mm -hmm. um, and it really opened my eyes, though. She didn't know that morning that that was going to happen. We None of us know. So you want to live. You really want to live your life and live it abundantly. And don't hold back. Don't wait for others. And there's nothing wrong with doing things for yourself. You know, I'm another thing for women. That. Yeah, we, we feel guilty. We like, feel oh, guilty. But why not? Like, oh, but does my kid have this? Does my husband have that? Does my friend have that? I, I find it so much easier to buy things for others than mm -hmm. I ever do to buy things for myself. For the same reason. Like, oh, you want it. So I think it's a valid reason to get it right. for you because you want it. But somehow that doesn't feel quite as valid for my own self. I think it improves your relationships also. When you do things for yourself, and you're happy, you stop expecting other people to do it. That puts a I lot of that. pressure on a person. Wow. I like you have to say that again for the people in the back. Right? Yes. <laughs> if you put that on your spouse or your friends, whoever, that they have to make you That's happy, pressure. they can't read your mind for no. one thing. You think they should just know. They can't read your mind. You know, you're expecting things and... and when you don't get them, then there are a whole other, like a boatload of feelings that come with that. Right. And the other person has no idea that all this is going on in you. So do it for yourself. If you're able to, go ahead. And whether it's something small or something bigger, you can save for, for whatever it is if right. it's something bigger. And it, and it feels good. Right. That it's yours, you know? Sometimes when you wait for people, it just never happens. Right. For so whatever reason, they may not like, know how important it is to you. Right. That's true. You know, they or they may be afraid they're going to get the wrong thing. Right. As you said, it stresses them out. and Or you could be silently resentful and they don't even know why you're mad at them. But no idea. It's something you could just go and do <laughs> yourself and love, and love them and have your needs met. And the there's something time. where they, they say, like, you show people how to treat you. Yes. And I think that's really true. People see, you know, oh, she goes to the spa every two weeks. Well, hey gift card. Fine. <laughs> That's right. a good idea, you know. But if you never do anything for yourself, people don't know what to do, do for you. Maybe you're not getting the type of flowers sent to you because no one knows you even like flowers. Because you're not buying something you for yourself. Buy yeah. yourself. They've never they've never come to your home or your office and seen a flower. So why would they think wow. that you yeah. them? <laughs> this is true. Good point. So yeah, do it for Make yourself. It Treat yourself yeah. well. Treat yourself. <laughs> Live well. And do it now. And don't do wait. Now. Do it yeah. now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Because I think about some things that I've always wanted to do. Like the skydiving. We, we joked about a fun, a fun fact. Scared of heights, but I've always wanted to <laughs> skydive. <laughs> so when are you skydiving? I wanted to. I was waiting to turn 18 because, of course, you couldn't do it till you're 18. My right. parents were like, I'm not signing for you to do that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I'm well over 18. Still haven't done it. <laughs> now I'm worried about other things like... Can my heart <laughs> Should I get a physical sure first? <laughs> I don't know. But look, a lot of time has passed since yeah. 18, so don't wait. And it passes so quickly. It does. So yeah. quickly. Yep. I will ask you about that, skydiving. <laughs> next time we catch up. Like, well, you're coming with up? me. Okay. <laughs> We're all skydiving together, together, right? Yep. <laughs> so you said you recently had a photo shoot. How does that work? You're used to being behind the camera. What was that experience like? It was... It was a great experience. It was one that I had been avoiding for a while wow. because I had put on some weight. I realized that the same excuses that I hear from women, and I, and I use that word excuses because I can't think of something else right now, but we feel self-conscious. 
And I always tell people to do a shoot anyway. Right. Love yourself as you are right now. And I realized I wasn't practicing what I preached as much mm-hmm. as I should. I've, I've done some self-portraits and you know things like that, playing around, testing light. But I decided I need to go through a shoot and feel the other side of the camera like my clients do. Because sometimes when you do things a lot, like you know it in your head and right. you know what you know what, what you want but to make sure that I can really communicate and, and understand how my client feels I wanted to go through it and I was at a conference um, for photography and we did a headshot swap so a little mini shoot but I had booked ahead of time a full shoot with one of one of the speakers was one of my favorite photographers she's a fashion photographer from Florida Joanne Panton so I booked a shoot with her and when we started, I was so nervous. I'm thinking, I do this all the time. I pose people all the time. I couldn't right. think of a thing to do. <laughs> right. like, how do I stand? Do I, do? I didn't know. It was like a deer in headlights. Right. And I realized, you know what? That's what people feel like. So, you know, we, we did the music. We started talking. And I loosened up. And, and it was a lot of fun. I really think everybody should do it. Every photographer should do it. Right. Because you never want to lose touch with your client. You know, and I thought about it. You know, I said earlier, sometimes women, we become invisible. I was, you know, I don't have enough photos of me. I sent pictures to my kids from this shoot. They love them. And they, they're so, they're both away at school and, and they love the pictures of me. And I thought, wow, you know, people do appreciate that. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I need to exist in photos as well. So it was a great experience. I got some great images that I can use in my business and, and personally, and the most important thing I did, I got to reconnect with the client experience. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I love that because to your point, I'm sure going through that even changed, kind of raised your game as a mm-hmm. photographer. Definitely. experience that. Definitely. And, and realizing that whether we put on weight or, or my hair is not how I want it to be or whatever's going on, this is what people see. And life is happening now. I'm so working and, and I'm out and you see I'm not a quiet girl. So I'm out talking to people and meeting people all the time. This is what they see. And you look right. great, by the way. Thank, so you. I mean, Thank you. I know you're not fishing for compliments. But we have to appreciate ourselves. And, and I think society beats up on us enough as yes. far as looks and what's beautiful and what's not. That's another reason why I do what I do. I want people, women to feel valued and, and beautiful. Because we are. are. Everyone, just as you are, the way God made you is beautiful. So celebrate that. So I've been celebrating myself. Celebrating <laughs> yourself. We all need to do that. Yeah. It's funny because you mentioned milestone birthdays and even just this experience. I know that I've needed to take pictures and I've been doing the whole like, oh, I need to lose some weight. I need to do this. I need, my hair isn't right. But we all do it. We just need to celebrate who we are today and we're enough as we are. Yeah. So thank you for that reminder. Follow-up question about your kitties. What is something that you hope that by the example of how you've lived your life and pursued your passions, what do you think they've gotten from that? And what do you hope that they get out of that through watching your example? I've been watching them and I'm so proud of them because the biggest thing that I think they've taken from it is is a fearlessness. Even though I feel fear, definitely feel right. on the inside, but I've learned to live in a way that you push through. Even if you're afraid or nervous about something because... I try to like walk things out. Like what, what, what could happen? What's the worst that could happen? And could I survive that? Well, yeah. Okay, so, so go for it. If that doesn't work, what could you go back and fix and, and do it again? And I see that my kids do that. They take chances. Mm-hmm. They have confidence in themselves and they prepare. Preparation is key. That, that's another thing. 
I do see a lot of confidence, which is great, but you also need to be prepared. So study your craft, practice your craft. You can always learn. I think that we can teach others a lot, but I think we can also learn a lot from others. So sometimes you need to be quiet and absorb, take it in, listen. People will give you advice if you just listen. I think we all can get better when we do that. But I notice my, my kids do pay attention a lot more than I thought. <laughs> and they, <laughs> they see pay attention you. To everything. And mm-hmm. they see you more than you think they yep. do. And you could easily tell them to have confidence. and But the fact that you're putting this into action, I think, is, is speaks louder. And it feels so good to hear your children say they're proud of you. Right. I mean, that, even just thinking about it, see, it kind of like chokes me up a little bit. To have your kids say, because we're always so proud of our babies, right? And what right. they do, and we celebrate them. And when they're proud of you, I never realized that they really noticed the difference as far as, like I said, I like to teach. But watching me now, I'm a lot more lively, I guess, you know, because I'm excited yeah, right. about what I'm doing. And they can see that. And that's another thing for women, you know, it's great to take care of other people. I used to feel guilty about self-care, but mm. self-care is so important. So important. It's important to be at your best so you can be at your best for others. Yes. It also helps my creativity. I used to, my first year full-time, I was working all the time. Mm. I mean, round the clock. Sabine, you remember, and I got really sick. I wound up with pneumonia. Oh, wow. <laughs> last year yes. my reason, I, was, I wasn't sleeping. I was just, yeah, oh, wow. it was terrible. So I've learned that I have to step back sometimes and take care of myself and rest a little more. Right. It helps my creativity and I'm stronger right. physically. Right. I'm stronger and able to have the stamina that I need. And more creative when you're rested too. Yep. Yeah, yeah your mind that? can work. Right. What is that whole quote about you can't pour from, from an empty cup? Yeah. And that's so true. It's so true. When I'm overworked and tired, it's a struggle. You know, I really have to work harder to come up with concepts for shoots. And after taking breaks in the travel, and oh, I can't talk about Paris enough, <laughs> going to, to oh, it was just a great experience. But it just opened my eyes and I just had ideas just, I mean, I literally had to jot them down in notebooks. I just had ideas coming to me. Well, it wouldn't go so, away. Yeah, it wouldn't go away. It would wake me up. I mean, it was, it, it was invigorating. That's awesome. And yeah. your photography is that. beautiful. Thank you so like, much. We're in Thank the studio you. now looking at some of your photos from shoots, and they're so personal. Thank you. Thank you. It's what I strive for. On the topic of self-care, how do you self-care? Oh, massages twice a month. Ooh, I get massages. Nice. Oh my goodness. Um, if you're in the Philadelphia area, Hand in Stone, Logan Square, ask for Mimi. Okay. <laughs> funny, I just got a gift certificate funny. from Hand in Stone and I've never gone. So okay, you need I'm to go. Mimi. Yes, ask for Mimi. She's at Hand in Stone, Logan Square. And, okay. and I, I do that twice a month. That time is protected. <laughs> I'm going. Okay. Um, and, and it's so worth it. I'm just, I just relax. I do that. I also, I have a Peloton bike. That's I my new obsession. Online. Are they amazing? Oh, they're yeah. amazing. Yep. Because yep. you're basically connecting to online classes while you're cycling and you're Yep. You can do day. them live or you can do them on demand. Okay. So at any time of day, if I want to get on the bike, I do. Nice. And, and it's great. And you can uh, connect with friends and, and ride together. Oh, I have a photographer friend in Texas, and she was celebrating her 50th ride, so she wanted some of us to ride with her, oh, so we did, crazy. and that was a lot of fun. 
So, as you see, I'm, I'm social. Any way I can be social. <laughs> I am. But, um, yeah, exercise, um, it's not just for your body. It's for your mind, I think. So um, it clears my head. I know I'm a lot more pleasant <laughs> when I get when my Peloton. Yes. So, so whatever yeah. works for you. I used to be a runner. I damaged my knees. I can't run anymore. That's where the weight came in. And um, spinning is the next best thing for me. So I think everyone has well, to find out for them what's for the them. best thing. Walking, swimming, running, biking, whatever it is. Just move. move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just move. Just move. So where can people find you? You can find me um, online. My website is kirstenwhitephoto.com. Social media, I am on Facebook. There's a Facebook page, Kirsten White Photography, but my favorite is Instagram. And my um, account is at Kirsten White Photo. So please check me out there. I That's love your Instagram page. Thank you. Thank you. I, I love Instagram because it's just so visual. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So that's where I am uh, most most of the time. <laughs> so is there anything we didn't ask you that you want to share about or anything you think listeners should know or think about? Uh, I want I want your listeners to know that it's never too late to figure it out. I'm I'm older than you all. <laughs> um I had another career, you know, I'm, I just turned 49. So I've done different things and it was scary to start over, but I'm so much happier and I'm doing so much better because I'm working in my passion. I'm doing what I think I was put on this earth to do and, um, it feels great. So I don't want anyone to ever feel like, okay, well, I went to school for this, so I have to stay there. You don't have to stay anywhere. doesn't matter what your degree is in or if you even have a degree. Everything isn't for everybody. So don't put yourself in a box. And that's what I want everyone to know. Don't put yourself in a box. That's great. Words of wisdom. And by the way, you guys can't see her, but she doesn't look a day over 27. Not at all. Thank you. Max. Thank you. But yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was fun. It was fun being here too. So thank you. So do um, we get portraits out of this? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. So this week, who would you be taking out for a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, depending, I guess, who it is? I think in the spirit of what I said earlier, I think this week would be dad. Uh, he's gone through a lot of health challenges over the past four or so months. And he's just been through a lot. There's been pain. There's been hospitalization. It's just been a bit challenging at different points. And he's doing well now. So I think I'd buy him. I'd, I'd take him for a cup of tea just for being a trooper over the past few months. And he would get a ginger tea. A, because he's obsessed with ginger. And yeah, he's obsessed with ginger is really the first thing. And, you know, ginger is good for your digestion and all that. So Dad gets a ginger tea too. Dad gets a ginger tea. I love that. Go, Dad. So, who would you take out? I would take you, Lisa. What? <laughs> Surprise! Of course, I would take you out for tea. And it's funny. I could do decaf coffee. I love coffee. coffee. It just it doesn't love me. So, just for all the coffee listeners who are judging me, I actually love coffee. It doesn't love me. <laughs> that, that's the issue. And it's funny. We passed by um, this morning. We passed by a new tea shop. A tea and yes. sandwich shop. Yeah. So maybe I would take you to that one 
to investigate and see what they have but no on a serious note i feel like you you challenged me in a good way and i think we had a, a little bit of a discussion this morning um, and how I said that you could be an attorney or detective <laughs> because you are just so honest and I really appreciate that. And sometimes it's not always good to hear, but I, I love that. Like you're just, you're so honest and so passionate, especially Thank when you're you. passionate about what you're talking about. You want to get to the bottom line mm. and make sure that all the facts are out <laughs> And before you make a judgment, you have all the facts written out. And we had a very interesting conversation today just about culture and people. Mm, And I I just really appreciate it. I may not always agree, but you really give me, by the end of our discussion, you really give me a different light. Or something that you said this um, this morning where you said uh, one piece to the story or there's different there's always different oh, one angles. side of every story what, there's always you, there's always multiple, there are multiple sides, sides to every story but so often story. we only know one side one of someone's story yeah yeah so really just appreciate your honesty and thank you yeah i think you're I'm one of the reasons why i am it's helping me to just again because i usually run from goals and setting them and i think you've really challenged me on that so yeah thank you I would take you for tea. Thank you. Your choice. So, I appreciate that. Well, thank you guys for joining us today mm-hmm. on this episode yes. of Coffee and Tea. And we will see, see you, you next, next week. week. Bye. <laughs>